0: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, best, yo, bad, that On a Tuesday. It's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at all, even podcasts. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and wherever you find your podcasts available. What a beautiful, interesting Tuesday night it is. It's a little chilly out here, but, you know, it's all good. Lots to get into, lots of NFL. Dak Prescott breaks the bank, and a lot of Cowboys fans are happy. I don't know if I'm one of them. The NFL Franchise Tag Day has come, and a lot of guys got tagged. A lot of guys got shown the walking papers, so we're going to discuss that as well. In the NBA, Blake Griffin decides to join up with the Brooklyn Nets, and everybody's ecstatic about that, you know, saying that they're heavy uh, title favorites. So, you know, we'll discuss that. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Definitely have a candidate, so let's just jump right into it. What a difference... A week makes. I remember last week, everybody in Dallas was talking about, uh, you know, the franchise tag deadline is coming up next week, Monday, and they got to get a deal done. You know, they can't be in the same boat again. Dallas is going to franchise tag. This is what we're looking like. But then we started to hear that, you know, talks started to begin and negotiations were going well. But nobody actually thought that a deal was imminent especially not me. And you know, I already had my Russell Wilson, you know, jersey's almost being made up. Start talking about Seattle and all the great things that we can possibly do with Russell Wilson. And then last night the news broke. We seeing it across the ticker. 4 years a hundred and sixty million dollars for Dak Prescott. Seventy five million dollars at signing. He's going to make ninety five million dollars in year one of this deal. Just uh just I don't even know how to put into words the emotion that I felt. When this went down. You know my other Dallas Cowboy fans. Are hit me up excited. You know people are posting on IG. How oh, Dak got his money. Yeah. And me I'm just like. No. No. I wasn't happy at all. I wasn't happy at all. Because the only thing that I kept looking at. Was. Jerry gave him 40 million dollars a year. A quarterback that. Was 6-11 in his last 17 games. Never come close to winning an MVP. Was barely a, a pro bowler. He has two vision two division titles. Okay. He's one and two in the playoffs. Good guy. But is he worth $40 million to your franchise that's trying to win a Super Bowl? No. No. You know, I I I just. I was beside myself. Like I said, it was reported, four years, $160-plus And I'm like, Dak got everything he wanted. He got everything he wanted, so why was all this posturing needed for the last two and a half years? Why? If you're going to cave. That was my first initial reaction. Why? 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 But then... You let time pass. You go to sleep. And you wake up and you have a different perspective. Or you kind of get some more knowledge in regards to what's actually going on. Dak Prescott signs a big deal. Yes, that's true. But what actually happened is that this deal is stretched over six years. Where the two back end years can be voided. They will be voided. So that means that. The signing bonus can be stretched out for 6 years instead of 4. There's so a lot of different language in this contract that allows Dallas to have a ton of flexibility and Dak to still get his money. If Dak would have came back on the franchise tag it would've cost the Cowboys $38 million on the cap. And with this new deal, he counts for $22 million in year one. So they save money, okay? They can still be able to go out there and get some bargain-free agents and try to solidify this defense a little more. Okay, great. But my thought process was, well, okay, they're all in for year one, so it's all about the Super Bowl this year. What about next year? Well, the cap hit goes from 22 to 33.5, and then 44, and then 47. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, I started to get upset again. But then I read that Dak and his agent, Todd France, gave Jerry restructuring power. So, Jerry doesn't have to notify Dak at all. He's just going to send him an email and say, hey, we restructured your deal. We've turned it into a signing bonus. Here's your money. We're going to work this out. So, in all actuality, Dak gave them a very team-friendly contract. So, I was I was okay with it. So, you know, I hit up my partner, Mike Guido. Shouts to, shouts to Mike Guido. And... He says to me, I'm still not happy with this deal, Barry. And I'm like, well, wh- why not, man? Because it's $40 million. It's $40 million. And I agree with him. That's the thing. It's not about Dak getting his money. It's not about Dak getting all this signing bonus or upfront cash or whatever it is. It's the fact that the figure says 40 40 for Dak Prescott. This is, like I said, I don't like where the NFL is going in regards to this big money that they give in these quarterbacks and everybody. Oh, TV deal. Oh, TV deal is gonna hit it. The cap's gonna be three hundred million dollars in a couple of years. Yeah, do we really know that for sure? Really? Like, is Dak worth forty million? That's the question. No, is he a top five quarterback? No. So he shouldn't be worth $40 million. It's like I understand how things were. Oh, well, it's the next guy up. It's not about how good you are to the fact that your contract, like that's not the way things should be. If I'm a lesser worker than this guy over here, just because my contract is up, I'm supposed to get more than what he's making? How does that make sense? This is why sports is in its own bubble, and it doesn't make sense in like real-life situations. It doesn't. It's all Monopoly money they just throwing around. It doesn't make sense. Josh Allen, who's not better than Dak Prescott, will end up probably getting close to $50 million. Lamar Jackson will probably get close to $50 million. Like, it, th- that's not the way this should go. At some point, that ceiling, that bubble is going to pop. Somebody's going to come along that's not good at all, And he's going to say, nah, I want that deal. I want that deal. And some team is going to give it to him, and all hell is going to break loose. Can't do it. Can't do it. You can't have this type of money tied up into a quarterback that is not a Russell Wilson, it's not a Tom Brady, it's not a Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes. Nobody blinked an eye when Pat Mahomes got his money. That's Pat Mahomes. Dak Prescott, he's not in the same ballpark. He's not even in the same, He's not. he doesn't even live on the same street. Come on now. What are we doing? What are we doing? So if we're going to talk about how this settles Dak Prescott and how this settles the, the Cowboys, let's talk about it. Are the Cowboys a contender next season? Sure, they're a contender. For the NFC East crown. They'll win that division because that division is awful right now. Washington doesn't have a quarterback. The Giants are going through a, a rebuild situation where they're starting to put the pieces together. The Eagles have Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Enough said. Cowboys are the favorites to win the NFC East. Well, are they better than the Green Bay Packers? No. Are they better than the Arizona Cardinals? Maybe. Are they better than Seattle? Yes. Bears? I guess. Vikings? Okay. Better than the Bucks? No. You see what I'm saying? They have obstacles to overcome. No matter if they have Dak or not. And this was my whole point with this whole Dak situation. Is that with Dak, the Cowboys can go nine and seven. Without Dak, the Cowboys can go nine and seven. My particular plan was if they don't want Dak, let him walk. Let him test the market and see what he what, what he gets. If he got his money, then cool. If not, then you can be able to renegotiate it at a at a lesser deal or a lesser number. No, they didn't want to do that. Okay. But my thing was, okay, you let him walk. You go get a Ryan Fitzpatrick for a year. You draft a Matt Jones or you draft a Trey Lance or something like that. Let the kid sit for a year. And then the next year you come back with that kid on the center. And that's how you do it. No, 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 no. They, they didn't want to listen to me. They want to listen to Guido. So we're here now. And the Cowboys are no better than they were yesterday. They're just not. That's my opinion. Dak Prescott does not give you more wins. But I'll tell you who does. Russell Wilson. That guy can give you three or four extra wins with his talent. But you decided to go this direction. You decided to go Dak Prescott when you could have had Russ. I'm telling you, people are happy right now. But let's see how happy they are in four years. Because if the Cowboys don't win a Super Bowl, people are not going to be that happy, right? Right? Oh, Dak Prescott, he needs to go. That's all you're going to hear. But well, we could have been We could have already been there. You could have got rid of Dak Prescott. You could have said, we're going to part ways, go get Russell Wilson, and start a new era in Dallas. But, no, no. So this is where we are. This is where we are. And it's either you continue to support your team, which I will, or you leave. I, I'm not leaving. I, I'm gonna continue to support the Dallas Cowboys because it's about the Dallas Cowboys, it's about the star. It's not about Dak Prescott. It's not about one player. But could they have set themselves up a little better for the future? Absolutely. But have they ruined themselves? No. The contract is you can call it it was a it was a good contract for both sides. Both sides won. Dak got his money, and Jerry got flexibility in regards to the cap, so. Win win, I guess. Just not for me. I gotta go call, you know, the 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 store that I I had those seventy Russell Wilson jerseys made up. <laughs> I jumped the gun, man. I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. So, you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. Moving on, though. Moving on. What Tom Brady wants, he gets. Tom Brady wanted Tampa Bay. He got it. He called them, right? And he said, all right, come on down, Tom. Tom Brady gets the Super Bowl. Wanted that. He got it. Tom Brady now wants something else. And honestly, I ain't going to hold you. I ain't going to lie to you. I think Tom Brady gets it. Rumor has it that Tom Brady is eyeing Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. Odell is a phenomenal talent. Phenomenal and we we're going to see what happens man because you know his contract is pretty large and they just tagged Chris Godwin so they're going to be working on a long-term deal for Godwin I'm sure but if they can go get Odell Beckham as well oh i'm just i'm just like I'm shaking my head because it's scary it really is scary and everybody's going to say well how the hell are they going to be able to do that where are they going to find the money at Tom Brady's restructuring his deal with Tampa Bay. That means that Tom Brady may end up taking $6 and giving them the rest. So just think about it. Brady is not a guy that cares about money. He has money. He makes a ton of it off the field. His wife is filthy rich. You think he cares about his NFL salary? He doesn't care at all. He has to keep it respectable because of the NFL PA, he can't take $5. He would because it doesn't matter to him. It's about winning. So he's going to restructure this contract to be very team friendly. $15 to $17 million of what he was already making. It's nuts. So that means he's going to free up some money for Odell. They're going to find a way to maybe give the Browns a couple first round picks and Odell... Possibly is going to be a buck. Mike Evans, Odell, Godwin, Antonio Brown. If they re-sign him, just... Ah, when are we ever going to get rid of Tom Brady? If they continue to feed him talent like this, he'll never go. He'll be 50 years old still throwing the ball. So, you know, we'll see what happens, man. But I strongly believe... That this is going to happen. Where there's smoke. There's fire. And what Tom Brady wants. He gets. Moving on to some. Notable tag. Situations. The Detroit Lions decided not to tag. Wide receiver Kenny Galladay. And now he's a free agent. Wow. Didn't expect that. I thought that they were actually going to tag him. But. You know with his injuries and. Them trying to start over from scratch, I understand it. So Galladay hits the market. What is his market, though? Is his market $15 million? Can he get $15 million from a team? Absolutely. But I'm definitely going to see what teams are actually going to give him a call. I think the Jets would. I think the Carolina Panthers would. I think Philly might. So there's a couple teams that I think that will definitely pony up that type of bread. But is he a number one receiver? I think he has number one talent, but he hasn't showed it on a consistent basis. And I think he's definitely going to need a competent quarterback to be able to deliver the football for him. So it's possible that he can definitely find solace and redemption somewhere else. But, man, we don't really know exactly where that is. If I have to put a bet on it, I would say Philly and... The Jets are my one and two. That's what I would say. The next name that's pretty notable for me, Chris Carson from the Seattle Seahawks. So they let him go, and now he's a free agent. And I, I don't see him being a starter anywhere. I think he can be a competent backup to have a one-two punch somewhere. Um, Where? I, I have no idea. Maybe the Jets again. Like, the Jets have a lot of money to spend, so... Are they going to spend it on a lot of guys like this that have proven themselves in certain situations, but injuries have plagued them? I, I don't know if that's a smart way to go for the Jets, but Chris Godwin, I think he's probably on his last legs to prove something. Um, He's a good player, but, you know, it can't really stay healthy. And he was behind a terrible offensive line for the last few years. That's really, like, shortened his career. So, you know, I, I, I don't know what his value is on the open market. I really don't. The other notable one is Hunter Henry. I thought Hunter Henry would would be able to find a long-term contract with the Chargers, but they decided not to tag him, and he's now a free agent. Now, it's not saying that they still can't negotiate deals with him. They just just don't want to tag him for that amount of money. And I guess that goes for the other players as well. I just don't see them negotiating with that team. That's just my opinion. Hunter Henry is a very good player. But again, just like the other two guys, injury history, talented, but there's a lot of question marks. Can he stay healthy enough to be able to play the tight end position for a full season? Haven't really seen it. So, you know, what is his market? Again, you got the Jets. You got a couple of other teams out there. So we'll see what happens. But I I don't see Hunter Henry commanding a big time contract. I think he may end up getting like a proven deal from a team and then be able to negotiate a long-term contract after that. That's what I feel his uh his situation is right now. And one notable shocker to me, this is a shocker, is that the Bears kept Allen Robinson. They, they tagged him. I didn't think that that was going to be possible. I thought that they were not going to negotiate a deal, but they know how good he is. They know how valuable he is to this franchise, to this team. And losing him was not in the cards for them. So they tag him. Hopefully they can be able to work out a long-term contract. And, you know, if they end up pulling a trade for Russell Wilson, hey, you now have your star quarterback and you have your number one option at wide receiver. So, you know, let's see what happens with the Bears in, a, in, a, in the next couple of weeks. But I really do think that Russell Wilson is out of there. I, I just, call me crazy, man. But his passive-aggressive, Behavior. I was like, all right, you know, I got these four teams that I want to go to. Now it's three. Maybe we can talk. Like he wants out. He's just not one of those dudes. But yeah, man, tell you know, talk to my agent. I'm out of here. I don't. I don't want to be here. That's not the way he moves. He moves a little, little different, a little weird. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's his way of telling Seattle, I'm out. I'm out. So figure it out. He don't want to play for Pete Carroll. And his monarchs no more. He don't want to do that. He he wants something different. He don't want to be beat up no more. I get it. I understand. I understand. This team is very, very void of weapons of talent. It's an old school type of system that run ground and pound when they don't have the the talent to do so. So I understand Russell's frustration. And yes, I think he should be out of there. But I, I don't want him to go to the Bears. I still I still hold out hope that maybe Jerry will say, hey. You know, since you got your money, Daggy you wanna you wanna go to Seattle? <laughs> that's my that's my wish, man. That's my wish. Coming up after the break, the Brooklyn Nets have added more firepower. How nice. On a Tuesday night. It's all even. I've had so many people tell me that anchor is great. Anchor is this, anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. Get at it now. Welcome back, y'all. So the Brooklyn Nets have the world on fire right now. Everybody's repping Brooklyn and putting on their Brooklyn jerseys. And, you know, Vegas is taking the bets that they're the odds-on favorites. You know, they were tearing it up. there. I think they're number one or number two in the East right now. James Harden, uh, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. They've won eight of nine before the break. And, you know, everybody's ecstatic. And then they got some more help. Blake Griffin was bought out by the Detroit Pistons. And he cleared waivers on Sunday. And he signed with the Brooklyn Nets a lot of people oh brooklyn brooklyn yeah they 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 definitely going to kill now like my brother Kevin shouts to Kevin Calixti. he said that oh man you know i think that Blake Griffin must have been faking it like he must have been faking playing bad in detroit like he got something left he going to come in and 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 start putting up 20 and 10 again ah i looked at the deal and i was like okay no big deal to me. It's a lot of people that was like, "Oh, you know, Blake Griffin to the to the Lakers. It would definitely help them." Okay. My other boy Alberto, shouts to him. Oh, I told you that Blake was gonna go to the Nets. I told you he wasn't gonna know Lakers guru. That's what he calls himself. <laughs> and I'm just like, "What? This is. Why is this a big thing? Why is this news?" Like, everybody's hyped about Blake Griffin. Have y'all seen Blake Griffin over the last few years? Blake Griffin hasn't dunked a basketball in two years. Blake Griffin no longer bangs downstairs and grabs 9, 10, 11 rebounds a game. He's around 6, 7. Doesn't dunk on people anymore. Doesn't high fly. He shoots jump shots. Has a decent low post game was never a great defender to begin with. And with all the injuries that he's had over the years, his defense has gotten a lot worse. So that's why there was no trademarker for Blake Griffin is because the money that he was making was out of this world for the talent level that he currently has. So am I mad that Blake Griffin... Sign with the Nets as a Laker fan? No. The Nets needed depth. They got that with Blake. They needed somebody that can be able to score down low. They got that with Blake. He can be able to be another playmaking big man that they don't have. Because DeAndre's not a playmaking big man. Jeff Green, you don't pay him the bucks to do that. He's a scorer. He's a defender. He's a long-wing defender, outside shooter. Blake Griffin can pass. He can shoot on the outside, hit a 15-foot shot. So There's a lot of good things that Blake can do. But is Blake a starter on this team? No. And it was announced that he will be coming off the bench. So we're going to see exactly how he fits in. But he still doesn't address the concerns that the Brooklyn Nets have. They don't have rim protection. They don't have great rebounding. They don't have great pick-and-roll defense. Nick Claxton needs to get more minutes. So we'll see how this works. But is it a terrible move for Brooklyn? Absolutely not. Good deal. Good move. Blake said he decided to go to the Nets because they want to win a championship and they're in a need for a four-man. That's why he went. Kudos to him, like I said. Well, I know one team that (laughs) That never had a shot to get him. The Clippers, <laughs> Clippers ain't getting nobody in the buyout market. Nobody wants to go there. You think Blake was gonna go back to the Clippers? I don't think Blake would have went back to the Clippers if if the Clippers said, "Yo, bro, we'll give you thirty million dollars for this year." Just, nah, he still wouldn't do it. He hates them that much, and I don't blame him. Why would he want to go back to the basement and have, you know, have to deal with? dehumidifiers and space heaters and you don't want to do that. He did that for a while. Got out of the basement. Now he's in Brooklyn. In luxury. You don't want to go back there. Come on, man. Playing for the Clippers was like the kids under the stairs. The people under the stairs. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. But, you know, there's still a lot of question marks that the Brooklyn Nets have. Can they... Beat some good teams in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Are they good enough to beat Milwaukee? Are they good enough to beat Philly? There's still a lot of decent teams in the East. Not saying that they're world beaters, but I, I need to see them in the playoffs. I know how James Harden plays in the playoffs. I know how Kyrie Irving is not available come playoff time. I know Blake Griffin all right, uh, let's go back to, to Kyrie. <laughs> there's nothing to say about Blake? Playoffs, Blake Griffin, must sound like Jim Moore. Playoffs, get me? Who cares about Blake Griffin in the playoffs? We'll see what he can be able to provide. It's a lot of proving it this year for Blake. So, but like I said, you know, Brooklyn. It's one thing to assemble such a team. It's another thing to live up to the expectation. They got to live up to it now. They're not just a regular team anymore. They're a team that is primed, and everybody thinks that they're primed to win a championship. The last team that everybody handpicked to win a title ended up losing after being up 3-1. I've already mentioned their name. I don't really want to mention it again. Because it burns my tongue. (laughs) So I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. So be careful what you wish for. I've been saying this all year about the Brooklyn Nets. Be careful what you wish for. Moving on to another topic about the NBA. Second half expectations. Who do I think is going to continue to play well? And who do I think is going to come back down to earth a bit? Well, let's start in the Western Conference, shall we? Start with the number one team, the Utah Jazz. In their last 10 games, they're 6-4. They're still playing well. Utah is going to come back down to earth a bit. Are they going to maintain that number one seed? No, they won't. But they'll still be a top four, top five team in in the Western Conference and they're going to have a pretty interesting matchup in whatever team that they face. So, the Jazz will be good, but they're not going to be 27 and 9 good. They're just not going to keep playing at that type of clip. So, uh the Suns, Sunset at 24 and 11 right now, second in the West, phenomenal 8 and 2 in their last 10. They can definitely continue to play like this. They have a very very balanced team. Chris Paul is playing well. If they can be able to keep Chris Paul healthy throughout the regular season, I think that the Suns have a very good chance to keep themselves within the top three in the Western Conference. So, you know, I I, I definitely think that if you're going to put a – if you want me to put a number on it, I would say that the Suns finish with the three seed in the Western Conference. Next team, I see uh, the Lakers. At 24-13, and 3-7 and seven in their last 10, they have struggled mightily without Anthony Davis in the lineup. LeBron James has had to carry the load. He's played well, but they need rim protection. They need pick-and-roll defense. They need a rebounder in the worst way. And until they get that, they are going to struggle and struggle big. I still think that they can be able to hold on to a top-five seed. They have enough to do so. Are they going to be the number-one team in the West? No. But they don't have to be. So, you know, it all depends on Anthony Davis. Can Anthony Davis come back healthy and be the Anthony Davis of old and be able to help them reclaim their top dominance in the Western Conference? I I, I don't know. Because that that calf strain really feels like an Achilles issue to me. It It, it has KD all over it. it. Smells like that KD situation in Golden State. So... I'm really worried about that. Uh, Trailblazers, I think that they're going to be able to play well. They'll be mid-pack. Like I said, they can be able to stay around uh, 4, 5, 6. Nuggets, the Nuggets will continue to play well, I, I think, as well. Spurs Spurs have been a, a, a nice surprise. I think the Spurs can be able to maintain where they're at, you know, 6, 7, 8, 9. Uh, Mavericks, I think the Mavericks can be able to move up. But they, they lack a lot. They have Luka. They got poor Zingers who can't stay healthy. And that's about it, man. They they don't really have that much depth. I think a lot of people overrated this team coming into the season because they played so well against the Clippers last season in the playoffs. But it's the Clippers. Like, you know, I, I said the name. Sorry. Um, yeah, so, you know, there's definitely a lot of teams in the Western Conference that can definitely continue their uh, their good play. I think the Warriors are going to come down a bit. I think the Grizzlies are going to come down a bit. I think the Pelicans, they've played well over the last few games, but I think the Pelicans are going to continue to just be a 500 or a little bit below 500 team for the second half of the uh, of the season. Um, so, you know, for the Eastern Conference now, Philly, I think Philly will continue to dominate. They have a good team. I think the Bucks are going to be on the rise. Brooklyn, we don't have to talk about. We know exactly where they're gonna be. They're gonna be top three, top four. The Celtics have played better in the last ten games, so they're starting to put it together as well. The Knicks are the Knicks are amazing. They they have played well. Kudos to the Knicks. Julius Randle's playing out of his mind. But I think the Knicks are going to come down a bit. They're at the fifth seed right now. They're not gonna maintain that. There's a lot of teams vying for that five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10 spot like there's a lot of teams still in the mix for that for those playoffs uh, spots so I think the Knicks come back down to earth a bit can they still hold on to make the playoffs absolutely but they're not going to be a 5th or 6th seed they're going to be more of a 7 or 8 the Hornets have been a big surprise this season Miami's starting to play well they're 7-3 and in their last 10 so they're starting to pick up and you know play with that camaraderie that they had last season that ended up getting them to the NBA Finals so you know there's a there's a lot of good things that can be able to happen with 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 these with these teams, man. Uh I think the Raptors I think the Raptors are kaput. I don't think that they have a very good team. Um they're going to continue to be on the the downswing. The Bulls, I think the Bulls can be able to make a run, but they're still very young as well. So they're not going to be a viable team for the playoffs. I think the Pacers can be able to make a run. I think the Hawks can make a run as well. The Wizards are trying to make a run. They're seven and three in their last ten, and they've been beating a lot of guys. So we'll we'll see what happens with those teams. But I think for the most part, the top echelon teams in the Eastern Conference they're they're they are they they will not change. Philly and the Nets are gonna be neck and neck. Uh, put Milwaukee in there; they're gonna be competing for that spot all season. So definitely want to see like if you're gonna get you know force me to make a make a, a prediction. I got Brooklyn finishing number one. I have Milwaukee finishing in number two. And I have Philly, uh, Philly finishing in number three. That, that's my top three teams in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, I, I can't wait for the playoffs. That's when we're really going to see some special things happen. I think, you know, Philly, as good as they are, Doc Rivers, man, <laughs> Doc Rivers going to find a way to choke it away. I just, I, I I'm sorry to say it. I don't want to say that, but it's true. It's true. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Tuesday. It's all even. Yo, what's your man, DJ G Money that Flip the script podcast. Yeah, you see yeah, yeah, it. We yeah, in the yeah. studio right now. Flip yeah, shut up. You got it? Oh, listen. Shout out to the Old Even Podcast. My All man, even. Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's up, oh, man? Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? What you, what, you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out to somebody on your podcast? Oh, yeah, don't make it to join. What's up? Oh Even. Oh even. even Podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this on something. Oh Even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's <laughs> up with you, man? Now, you got a shout out? You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you all even run. podcast, right? Yeah, all shout even. Shout out to all even podcast, right? All yeah. even. All right. That's your man. My man. It's fine. All right, shout out to all even podcast. One hundred percent. He cool? Is he? he cool? Let me see. Is he cool? Know, he cool man! <laughs> <laughs> this is the guys and gals. Just want to give a shout out to all even podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Give up the amazing work. Also check us out at dot We're everyday apparel for cigar smokers Let's get it What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy the Candyman, the A-L-F-R-E to the D It's your boy Alfred from the Rap Lab Podcast And it's the one and only True G Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant Boy, that shit crazy Welcome back y'all So without further ado the greatest segment on the Planet Dummy of the Week. Dummy. Yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So, boy do we have a nice contestant tonight. May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is Miles Leonard of the Miami Heat. Miles Leonard is my candidate for. Dummy, yeah. Because, Your Honor, what if I were to tell you that this grown ass man is hurt at home, had shoulder surgery, is out for the season, can't play basketball, and he's there playing video games. He's there playing video games. Got nothing better to do. And he's getting his ass busted in this video game. This 12 year old or. These children, whipping them up, and he goes ahead and uses the anti Semitic word for the Jewish people, the, the, the K word. Now, I'm not going to use it. Your Honor, everybody, everybody in the jury, you guys know what that word is. It's an awful word. And he used it because he was getting his ass bust by Jimmy, who's 12 years old. <laughs> So you mean to tell me that just because Jimmy is busting that ass, you're going to be upset and call him that K-word. So what if this was a real fight and Jimmy was whipping that ass? Well, You would have did something more extreme? Just take your beating, pass the sticks, and move on. This is what used to happen with us when I used to play games as a kid. You would lay down your challenge, Your Honor, your friends would be like, "I right, well, well, let's let's go ahead and, and, and see who's better. And then you catch a bus ass, and then they would tell you, pass the sticks. <laughs> because there's five other people behind you that want to play. And that and that be it. Ain't gonna be no racial slurs or anti-Semitic slurs being passed around. A bus ass is a bus ass. That's all. I I remember looking at my friends playing Marvel versus Capcom, and shouts to Mike Picasso, Buzz, Com, you know, Picasso would get his ass bust, and he wouldn't be out there calling everybody words and slander and all this nonsense. He passed the sticks and moved down the line. Same thing with Buzz and 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 Bug and everybody. We we. This is this is nonsense, Your Honor. This is all I'm saying. I don't understand how somebody who's making all of this money can't find something better to do than to curse out these children because he get his ass bust. Video game. A video game. So now his job when he actually gets healthy is actually on the line. <laughs> he may not have a job to go back to. So maybe he's gonna have to be a full-time gamer, and I'm telling you right now, that gaming world is is unforgiving. They're not gonna they're not gonna forgive him and and, and forget that stuff. Trust me. So, Your Honor, what I, what I'm saying is that what this immature man child needs to do is learn how to be an adult, learn how to lose, because he did a lot of that last season with the. With the heat. So you should be used to losing. Especially in the big dance. I mean, come on. You don't you don't get that mad on the basketball court when you lost the NBA championship. But a 12 year old that's busting your ass? You are go, you gonna lose it and call him a name? I'd rather you fight in the basketball court because that's your job. Come on, man. So Miles Leonard the cancel culture undertaker is coming after you and you may have to hold that l but you're possibly a winner for dummy of the week that's all for this show i'll see you guys on saturday until then stay safe stay cool Hey, you can catch me on twitter and instagram at all even podcasts listen to the show on anchor spotify soundcloud and wherever podcasts are available and check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.